Well, hey guys, welcome back to the Youth Got Next podcast. We're excited because we are on stop 10 this week. We are making our way through the flyover plan. Um, and we've just entered the crazy book of Exodus. We've got some yep. wild stuff going on. YPT, tell us a little bit about what's going on here. So we ended last time with kind of a look at what's about to happen. And in the book of Exodus, it actually opens with this reminder that the children of Israel who have been living in Egypt for quite a while. Mm -hmm. you know, Joseph brought them down there, rescued right. from the famine, and they've now been living there for about 400 years. Mm -hmm. A new king has taken over. We don't know exactly when from the text. Mm -hmm. And this new king is like, I don't know your Joseph. I don't remember what you did for us. I don't right. care about that. Y'all are going to make some great workers for me. Yeah. So he enslaves yeah. them. Yeah. And in so doing, uh, he makes a workforce for himself. Yeah. And they get to the point where He's a little worried about how many there are. Mm -hmm. So he's, his fear is if a, a an army comes from somewhere mm -hmm. else, these people that are now living in his land will uprise with the army and defeat them. Yeah. And if you know anything about the history of that era, war happened back and forth all the time. So he says, I have a plan. Mm -hmm. We are going to prevent these Israelites from having any more baby boys and the way that will work is midwives, every time a boy is born, I want you to toss him into the river. If it's a girl, you can let him stay. Yeah, which is just crazy. You know, the, the command is kill every boy you see born, um, which is, is wild. But the midwives decide we're not for that. That goes directly against what we know is right, what we yeah. know God would have us to do. We're not going to participate in that. Um, and where it gets more interesting then is we see a baby boy gets born. There's a baby yeah. boy that is born to a, a Levite family, um, and we his name is Moses, a pretty famous story here. Um, but Moses is born, and these midwives don't kill him immediately. Yeah. Instead, um, they allow him to stay alive for a little while until um, they start to feel like they're probably going to get caught. And then... I think he started getting noisy. Yeah. You know, a three-month-old. Yeah. There's... Yeah. There's a little bit, I mean, you, you've had a three-month-old. I have, old. I've I, had same. a three-month-old now. He's yeah. a little louder even at two, but still, um, kids yeah. are not quiet. And so no. they're like, there's no way we can keep this a secret anymore. It's so they do this wild thing, right? Yeah. They, they make a basket mm -hmm. and sometimes people think like Easter basket, right? Yeah. Uh, not that yeah. kind of basket. Think more like, uh, Grogu, you know, baby Yoda. Mm. Now, not a floating basket in the air, but floating in the water. <laughs> yeah. And they would have covered it inside and out. They made it out of papyrus, which mm. grew along the banks of the Nile. They make it out of papyrus and they coat it with a tar or a pitch. So not as shiny as baby Yoda's little, no, little not shuttle. As shiny. <laughs> no, and probably not super impervious to the crocodiles that are floating around Oof. in the Nile River either. Oof. Just going to yes. point that out. Yes. So they put him inside and then I think maybe strategically kind of push him out. Yeah. And I say that because if you read the text, it, they tell us that Pharaoh's daughter is actually in the Nile mm -hmm. taking a bath and mm -hmm. she's got all of her maidens with her. Mm -hmm. And she sees this basket floating along and says, Hey, uh, I think that's one of the Hebrew babies. Why don't mm. you go get that baby? Yeah. Now she would have known her dad's instruction. Yeah. Kill them all. Right. So we maybe have a little bit of a pushback yeah. from, from the daughter here. Yeah. And they collect the baby. And Miriam, his mm -hmm. older sister, has kind of been hanging back. And she goes, hey, do you need any help? And Pharaoh's daughter has no idea who she is. She goes, yeah, I need, a, I need somebody to nurse this baby. Mm -hmm. So the cool thing in our story is 
Moses ends up back with his mom. Right, right. It's wild. Like Pharaoh's daughter just sees the baby, decides she's going to take the baby, but doesn't know how to take care of the baby. Yeah. And so Moses' mom, who has just had to give her baby away, um, although we, like we said, strategically hopeful yeah. of maybe this outcome, gets to still be his mom in some sense. She gets to be the nurse for Moses, um, raise him, maybe teach him mm -hmm. um, kind of what it looks like to, to live, uh, live well gets to raise her baby boy, which is yeah. wild. And I love too that older sister is just She's right trailing there. down the river, making sure everything works out. Watch um, we see that God ends up working through this story in a crazy way. You know, you think baby floating down the river. Um, my mind says that baby's probably not gonna last too long, but when it's God's plan, um, yep. Moses ends up um, in the hands of Pharaoh's daughter, which is a powerful position to be in um, and with his biological mom in the picture too. So it doesn't work out much better than that in no. this situation at hand. He knows his family of origin. Yeah. But he also, he's basically adopted into the royal family. Right. So he would have gone to school with whatever other adopted siblings there are. Yeah. Educated in the Egyptian king training. Yeah. So he probably spoke multiple languages, definitely read, mm -hmm. and was trained in everything that they would have trained on. Now, we, we know at some point that he is aware of his family and background because of what happens next in the yeah. story, but that's not yeah. for today. Yeah. You got to go read the Bible for yourself on that one. Yeah. And it's wild. Yeah. So the crazy part here is like this, God has worked through this and Moses is in a great spot. But if we think back, the Israelites are still like being enslaved in yep. Egypt right now. Life overall for the Israelite people is not going it, it's well. Hard. And it's been 400 years. Right. Moses... Yeah is lucky. God has been here in, in this plan. It worked out for him. Um, but the rest of his people are not having a good time. And no. so I would ask, why does God allow for that to happen? Why does God allow the Israelite people to be enslaved? Like this is his chosen people. He said, I love these people. Why, why are they slaves in Egypt right now? Well, I can't tell you that it makes complete sense to me, but mm -hmm. I can tell you what I see in the text. And there's a few things. Number one, God did promise Abraham that his descendants would end up being enslaved. You go mm -hmm. back and read that in Genesis. Mm -hmm. But number two, the practical outcome of this enslavement was a delay for the judgment of the people that the land they were going to occupy one day. So mm -hmm. the promised land for the people of Israel actually was somebody else's like property. Yeah. And these people were very disobedient to God. Yeah. Violated all yeah. kinds of basic instruction that he had, like horrible. And so God was going to judge them, but mm. he loved them. So he was being patient in that judgment. Sure. That's one element of sure. it. So kind of a patience in judgment. But another one is provision. Mm -hmm. Because between now and our next podcast, we're, we're going to skip some stuff. But one of the things that happens is when the people of Egypt are done because of all yeah. that God does, they send the Israelites out with all of their wealth. Yeah. They basically say, yeah. Hey, we want you gone. Mm -hmm. um, let me go get my, all of the stuff that I had in my safe deposit box, the gold mm. family heirlooms, the watches, the silverware, the golden candlesticks. Yeah. Here's my earrings. Yeah. Just leave. Yes. So you have a massive wealth transfer that happens mm -hmm. because they're done. Yeah. And so it's God's way of providing for them as they go into the promised land. Yeah. 
And now where they had nothing, they're mm-hmm. slaves. Mm-hmm. They now have this ability to build a temple, yep. to establish a, an inheritance for their children, yeah. to fund the building of whatever it is that they will build. Mm. They didn't build a temple. They built the tabernacle. Mm. Yeah. But they would yeah. eventually build a temple. Right. So all of these things required money. Yes. Yeah, and not in, free. And not free. They didn't have cash like we do today. Sure. Not paper. This is gold, silver, diamonds, yep. jewels, like yep. all of these things. Yeah. So that that's what I think is the best answer. I love that provision. answer too, because it's like God is working and providing even through the seasons yeah. that feel incredibly hard that you don't understand that we still read and don't understand fully today. Yeah. But what we can see is God was there. God yes. was working through yes. it. God was making it work out for his people, um, which is just such a good reminder for us today. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, guys, thank you for listening in to stop number 10 of the flyover plan. Next week, we'll be going through stop 11. So make sure, have those notifications on, follow us, hit us with a like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And make sure you send this to a friend. I would also recommend, you know, they were slaves in the beginning and we just Mm -hmm. talked about how this provision is, they're being pushed out with a bunch of wealth. Something crazy has happened. Um, and I would recommend that you guys go read the chapters leading up to the next stop because it's wild. It is. All the stuff that goes on, there's plagues. They just want the Israelites out by right. the end. Right. Um, so I would recommend that you guys go read that and we will see you next week for stop number 11.